At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello all and welcome to part two of Sunday Q&A, which very inaptly named is out on a Monday and in the garden. I've had a morning of it. <laughs> I've had a meeting with a driver. I've had a meeting with a mechanic. Ooh. Well, okay, that's uh, that's life, isn't it? Um, but yes, so, um, and then kind of, I came home and had a drink with the missus, which was quite lovely. <laughs> so, but now here we are. It's uh, Saturday afternoon to me, it's Monday afternoon to you, and it's uh, Q&A, and we're carrying on with what we were doing before, which is basically Euro 5 versus Euro 6. And it's the big debate. Should you go Euro 5? Should you go Euro 6? Now, I've had this conversation with Daniel... Um, Superhero Transport Manager Daniel. Um, I've got to say, I've realised all the time I pronounce his second name wrong. And off the top of my head, I can't remember. I always call him Gurum, but it's Guramba or something. Anyway, I'll get it right, Dan. Sorry, mate. And thanks very much for the meeting. It was lovely. It worked out very, very well. You know, all parties managed to uh, sort it all out. It turned out to be a planning problem in the end, so we're going to have to improve our planning. Um, but you learn as you go. No one gets this stuff right first time. That's why we have this channel, so we can talk to each other and we can share. It's good to share. but so And while we're sharing, we're sharing on should you drive a Euro 5 or Euro 6. And Daniel's got two Euro 6 DVS lorries. He said, I've also got a Euro 5. It was a man, had very low mileage. It was a super duper deal. It's a beautiful truck to drive. Um, and it only delivers around Stevenage on the Pallet Network, which is something else we've got to talk about. But we learn as we go. And as we're on the subject of learning as we go, should you buy Euro 5 or Euro 6? I did a video on it, you did some comments, but the comments kept coming and I think that we should carry on with the comments because I think it's important for those that are out there that are coming into the game, not quite working out which lorry to buy, which van to buy, and thinking, right, I'm going to take on board that everybody else says, then you can make an informed decision. And at least you then got the knowledge is power. That's Francis Bacon said that. So you've got, You've got the oomph behind you, and you can make an informed decision. And then if you get it wrong, at least you got it wrong, but you add all the facts. So, this is, again, what you guys are saying between Euro 5 and Euro 6. Uh, Alan Bray, because now we were talking about the fact that the zone was coming to Newcastle, and they decided not to go for it, instead they decided to go for an alternative. He said, I've seen the plans for the clear air zone for Gateshead and Newcastle. So when it, when it was scrapped, he said, you can see the way they were starting to change the roads to implement it. I'll be honest with you, Alan, I don't get up that way that often because it's kind of at the limit of my driving time to get there and back. Uh, I've got mates up there. I used to live up there. Um, but, okay, it'd be, be interesting to know. It, it said something about the way it feeds into, like, the Tyne Bridge and stuff like that, you know? So, well, I hope that what you've done is a sensible thing. It strikes me it is because I know a lot of us are now sort of bubbling under 
Is it environmentally or is it a tax? Or is it just a tax by another name? Hey Dave. So, right, Ian Shepherd says, um, I drive a 66 plate Mercedes Citan, which is Euro 5, but because of its age, it still complies with London ULES and all the other clean air zones. So I charge the fee and I say I'm driving a Euro 5, but just take it um, for now as, lucky, as a lucky bonus. The way I see it is if you're going into the zone, regardless of whether you're paying for the zone because you have got a Euro 5 motor, so you actually have to pay it, or because you've got a Euro 6 motor because you've had to pay more money for the motor, or just because you get it for nothing, well done you, the zone charge applies to, it has to be passed down the line. You might want to shoulder some of it, the shipper might have to shoulder some of it, and the customer might have to shoulder some of it, or if you're lucky, you can just go on passing it on. It's going to cost me another £15 to drive. It's going to cost you another £15. Or even if I didn't have this vehicle, it would cost. It's costing everybody else £15 to drive in. So I'm charging it too. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. At the end of the day, we're all in to try and make a living. Um, Dale Steele says, I've got a 2013 Sprinter on 80,000 miles. Too much life to justify selling it for Euro 6. I'm not sure what engine I've got anyway. I'd rather stay from the cities. You can check it out, Dale. You can um, go on the government website and find out if you're compliant. There are ways of finding out. Um, on a 2013, I don't know. I know uh, Jessica was the last one I had. And I think she was around about 11. She was five. But she was on the cusp. So you might want to check it out, mate. But... Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. Also, there is an argument. I'd rather stay away from cities. None of us really want to run in, in, in London. You don't get that much more for running in London or running in Manchester or running in Birmingham. It's more traffic. It's more grief. You can't park. You can't stop. Suddenly, the roads get ever so narrow for no apparent reason because they're old places. And um, you just get. And then when they don't want to pay you any more money for the job, you go, well, I'll just do the other job then. I'll do the sort of... Um, Wolverhampton to Derby it's all motorway, it's all distribution centres I'll go for the no grief job, thanks very much um, Bills says you need a Euro 6 to, to future proof or it's £10 a day next year Bills, we're going to come to that at the end mate future proofing, you need a flying saucer uh, he also says Euro 5 will pay £2,600 a year running 5 days a week now what he's talking about there is if you're going into the zone all day, every day it's going to cost you around about two six, um, and so with depreciation of the van, do you want to spend another five ten k more on a newer van, and then get the zone for free when or keep that five ten k and pay for when you go into the zone? But as Mark Newman says, he says, and this is an interesting point, Mark. I never thought of this myself actually. He said, providing that you only go into zone one, you're fine. What happens when you're on the same day national when you've got to drop in two or three zones? Uh, first drop London, then pick up Bristol, then off to Birmingham. It's true, it's quite possible. You could be hit by free zone charges and you're going to have to factor that one in. Also, I would say with the zone charge, if you're going in and you know you can get a job coming out, if the zone charge is like, say, 10 quid, you can pass on £5 to one customer and £5 to the other customer, you still get your money back. Or pass on £10 to both and be £10 better off. You do you. All I do is just I, just, I just put the information out there as best I can. I haven't got the answers. I'm just, um, I'm still trying to fathom my way through it myself, you know. Longfinger says, it's worth, and this is interesting as well, something else I didn't know. Cheers, mate. He said, it's worth knowing if your business is registered inside the zone, the charges can be wavered for at least a year from the council website. That's the case of Birmingham anyway. So if you've got a business or if you live inside the zone and you register inside of Birmingham, you don't have to pay zone because I still don't understand it. If you so say, for example, I live in London and I drive a diesel car, and then they say, okay, 
from like, you know, March, your diesel car's going to cost you a tenner a day just to have it sitting there. Or if you move it, or... How does that work? How is that fair? How is like fuel charging? How can Shell announce £12 billion worth of profits last year and then tell us that our heating bill's going up? I mean, don't get me wrong, they're a big company. They're entitled to make big profits. But would you not shoulder some of it? I don't know. <coughs> Darren Quarterman says he's decided to stick with the Euro 5. He said, I bought, a, and he also said, this is quite interesting, I bought a 2016 Transit Tipper in um, 2019 from a garage with under 20,000 miles for 13,750 plus that. It's now got 34,000 miles on it. It's worth 15k. <laughs> plus that. So it's got more miles on it and it's worth another, like, uh, what, uh, 1,200 quid, 1,250 quid. But that's all to do with the ECU and the lockdown and all that kind of stuff, and vans becoming harder to find. So, um, yes, mate, <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the, the rabbit hole, the crazy world that we live in. You know, it's sort of, don't, don't try and make logical sense of it. We're warriors of chaos here. It doesn't make logical sense. Jeremy Hawke says... Uh, we're adding what we're doing is adding it to our customers' bill as we've always done. We will be charging the tolls and zones, um, as you know, uh, we've been on, on the contingent since the war. So, why are people suddenly talking about paying extra? I've only started hearing talk like this on Pete's channel, not his fault. It probably is my fault. Everything, first of all, the leadership, everything is everything is your fault. I got that from Ant's Life. This is not a leadership thing, that's just something I got from uh, Bugs Life on the TV, you know, that animation thing you saw at your mouth. Um, some of you people on here need to understand you're running a business, not doing people a favour. Every other business in the world adds its costs into the job and services, but you, you seem to be determined to mug yourself. Uh, build a customer no matter what you're running, a new van or a 1975 Bedfords. I remember 1975 Bedfords. My van started, my dad started in 1975 Bedford and it had stickers on the back of bed knobs and broomsticks. I was about five. Yeah, I remember that. But then, you know, you see him in like the, you see him in um, like the old films now and you think, my God, <laughs> there's about four cars on the road. And that's for the entire country. Um, you are running a business here. Um, I know what you're saying, Jeremy. It's absolutely, the problem is when you try and, um, I've had this before when I've run the shipper and I've gone, yeah, but I've got to go in the zone. And the guy turned around to me and said, yeah, but is that my problem or yours? I don't want to go, but it's yours. Because everybody else who's, who's got, anybody else who's worth their salt is suddenly going to be charging you £15 more. And he seemed to think that, it's just, well, so it's going to cost you £15 more. No, mate, that's not the way it works. Steve at STC Services. Hello, Steve. He says, um, do you think that we are going to see more estate cars instead of small vans? Leeds and Sheffield will no, have no LU leads charges on cars. This is an interesting point. And as Urban Trucker says, he said, I definitely agree with Steve from SDC, SDC, that's easy for you to say, SDC Services, with his comment about people using estate cars or large MPVs, removing the seats from small vans and getting around the cash charging. Guy I know has a small security business that's already sold his dog van and bought an ex-police dog handler's car to avoid the cash charge in the area. These vehicles have their limitations when loading certain items, pallets, tailgates, that way. But you say, um, where there's a will, there's a way. Also, the only thing I do... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. About is because like when we run on the exchange, they kind of want to know your van details, they want to know your insurance. If you come in as a car, if you come in, I mean, it's like that pickup thing. If it's got two seats, it's uh, commercial. If it's got four seats, it's qualified as a domestic. If it's a domestic, will they look at it the same way? I don't know, mate. I don't know the answer to all this, but I, I imagine that it will happen more. I do think, Steve, it will happen more. And when you turn up in a car and I go, I'll come in a car, you just go, cares. It's the way we get around the cars. And I do believe even professional operators will start going, well, there's a loophole here. We'll start running cars, but they'll shut it down quickly enough. Um, like I say, what the future holds, who knows? Uh, Shep33650 says, as electric is going up by the minute, I don't see any future in this sort of system. I feel the powers that be are pushing things far too far and too fast without really looking at the bigger picture. Roll on power cuts in 2022. Electric isn't really a thing, is it? We'll come to this at the end with Oxford. Oxford's just gone mental. But, um, yeah, it was just not there yet. And it's almost like they're all turning around and saying you all need to be driving flying saucers, despite the fact they haven't been invented yet. You all want to be in electric vehicles. We haven't got any electric charging points. How long is it going to be before we start getting more traffic jams because electric cars have just died? I was driving down the motorway and I just ran out of range. When's that going to start happening? It's just a matter of time, I'm telling you. Uh, Jim Bob says all part of the leftist agenda to decarbonise everything and enforce unwanted dictatorial policies that hurt businesses, hurt the poor, cause higher energy prices and petrol and diesel prices to go up even more, then cause the cost of living to go up because the whole economy is dependent on diesel petrol prices and haulage logistics industry. Where will it end? Higher taxes, higher cost of living, more poverty, damage to the economy, and hurricanes, floods, natural disasters that um, that go on but blame on, on continued use of fuels. Um, I'll say two things to that, Jim Bob. Firstly, <laughs> it's a bit extreme, mate, but power to the people. First up against the wall when the revolution comes. Absolutely. But no, in fairness... It is an extreme. It is an extreme comment, but there's a lot of truth in what the man says. It's just sort of like it just to me. It's almost like a stealth tax. We can't increase your taxation, but we oh, and we're going to increase um, what was it? Social care. So you're now going to pay two p more. Not rich people aren't going to pay two p more. We're all going to pay two p more, so that when rich people's old relatives die, they get to keep their houses. And you think, is it? Is that how it works? Isn't it supposed to be like a socialist, you know? Every time we earn a little bit more, we pay a little bit more. You know, not like everybody pays the same. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 101 Truck Limited says, something very fishy going on in Manchester. Only two areas were identified with high nitrogen levels, Wigan and Ashton. Yet all 10 boroughs covering 500 square miles are introducing charging. Andy Berman, Mayor, is blaming the government. 
The government already said it's Manchester's plan, it's ludicrous and unworkable, so who's lying and who's making money? Who keeps the money raised from the cash? And is there any ring fencing on what money can be spent on? They're talking about postponing the plan for a couple of years for consultation, but all the cameras are in place, the signage is installed, it's going to happen. It's, you can't argue with this. You know, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's poor people's tax in the, under, under the guise of ecology. And now we come to the part of the show <laughs> where my mate, the regular contributor, Godzilla's a very wise and sensible man, we're coming to the Godzilla's section. We've got a few comments here, all of which need to be, need to be said, I believe. Right, he says, here's food for thought. Um, Greater Manchester's finding zone. I don't see it as a Chinese finding zone. I see it as a find on a little man. You're not on your own there, mate. Um, has the M6 running through it? Plus other motorways. Motorway use is, is exempt from the charges. It's understood. Okay, so far HGVs are required to take a break by law. And it's unknown if the services will be offered the same provision as exclusion for the fine. If you use them, you give, uh, you're no longer under because you're no longer under motorway rules. As soon as you pull off, it says motorway rules don't apply. So if I take off to take my required break because I've been driving for four and a half hours at a motorway service station in Manchester, will I incur the zone? I'm hoping the answer is no, but it's a good question. Um, it's further on, uh, back roads will be out of hand. Not only this but you are on hours and you need to take a break by law as we said yeah uh you must yeah 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 um ba -ba -ba what happens if you close? what happens if they close the motorway mate tell me about it i'm facing a 780 pound fine because one of my drivers pulled off the m25 through a diversion i'm gonna have to fight it this isn't fun um at the minute, it's understood that you as a driver need to uh, prove whatever issues and fines were forced. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh, you need, yeah, ba ba bum. I can see a government agency being rubbish. <laughs> it doesn't say rubbish. Um, and let's face it, don't forget um, the DVSA who flash up to follow them. What happens if the Vosa site or the Weybridge is in a charging area? You can't refuse it. So if I'm driving down the motorway and they say follow me and they take me into the zone, and they go, yeah, we'll check your lorry out. It's absolutely fine. You've got a bulb out. Oh, by the way, you owe 780 quid. That was part one. Part two. Here we go. <laughs> he said, given the post keeps vanishing, here's a list of cities and areas of the UK where the clean air zones are being implemented or considered. I'm going to take a deep breath. You ready for this? Bath, Birmingham, Bolton, Borough Council, Bradford, Bristol, Bury, Borough Council, Caerphilly, Cambridge, Cardiff, Dundee, Edinburgh, Fareham, Fareham Borough Council, Gateshead Council, Glasgow, Guildford, uh, Leicester, London, Islington, Hackney, Manchester, Middlesbrough, Newcastle, Tyneside, Oxford, Portsmouth, Rochford, Rotherham, Kensington, Chelsea. These are the zones that can be organised. Another deep breath. Robans, Scotland, Shefton, Sheffield, Southampton, St Albans, Stockport, Tameside, uh, Wales, the whole of Wales. I don't think Wales is actually charging its own. I think they're just charging people £2 a day to be there. Uh, Warrington, Wokingham, York. Oh, here we go. Noting Wales alone that not all of Wales, but instead the towns. Cardiff is not doing this, but it's so far considered. But instead of charging, non, thinking of charging non-residents £2 to enter the city in 2024. What is going on? It's absolute lunacy. And Godzilla's part three. The final post of the day, honest. He said, the cost difference between um, five and six passing the cost on 
will not last and doesn't work. He said, oh, this is why. He said, we fight out with low prices as it is. If you're very, if the very near future means that there are people with Euro 6 vans charging cheap rates to secure jobs, then the Euro 5 lads will not have a chance to pass the fines on to their customer. Um, by their own need to pass their own fines on, they price themselves out of the market. And given more and more charges will kick off by the time the work comes back, e.g. Manchester will fail. You know, so you'll go up to Manchester, you won't get a job coming back. The ability to quote, will you actually get a job, you just need more and more Euro 6s. Um, we will be sourced, forced into Euro 6 um, just to cover the cost of the van. And here is the kicker. I was speaking to Daniel this morning. Oxford isn't getting a Kez. It's not getting a ULES. Oxford is getting a ZES. ZES stands for zero emission zone. So it's not even low emissions. So now if you want to go into Oxford in a Euro 6, you still pay the fine. You've got to go into, basically, in an electric. Now, bearing in mind there's only about two or three trucks in, on the market we were talking about this morning, the ridiculously low range that battery vehicles have got at the moment, and the fact there is no availability, there's just no trucks you can buy that do the trick. It's almost like they're trying to implement the laws that should come up in 2050 now. Well, we're saying that you can't actually come into the zone unless you're flying in a time machine, which is actually a flying saucer. They haven't been invented yet, but unless you've got one, we're going to charge you 60 quid. It's just absolute madness. But, unfortunately, it's the madness from the people that... I would be curious to know how many people at the, at the Ministry of Transport have ever actually driven a truck or driven a van or ever been a courier driver. I've got a rough idea how many. It's none. Because when I used to work on the market, all the people that used to work in the market office, I would turn around to them, you ever actually worked on the market store? No. Have you got any idea how this thing works then? You've never done it, but you'll tell me how it should be done. And that is frustrating. But it is what it is. And I'm sure the debate will continue. Whether it will continue as a separate video or not, or whether it will just kick it for Sony Q&A, I don't know. In the meantime, we all just do what we do, and we try to keep our heads above water. We try to feed our families, and we try and do the things for the future and sustainability and all that. And then we just look around in complete madness while those that rule us um, tell us what we should do and then do what they like, regardless of whether they're red or blue or green or something just crazy. And the final word this week goes to Hong Kong Fui, who says, I got a 60 mile per hour gantry flash me, I was doing 61, I'm waiting for an hour. Mate, I hope you don't get one, who needs a fine? So that's it, that's Q&A, again, Monday done, I'm sure it will carry on, I wish it didn't. Wouldn't it be nice if life was just easy? Wouldn't it we could just go to work and just do the thing and come home and muck around with our families and... Wouldn't it be just other if we want to work together? But we all, there always seems to be some geezer above us going, no, can't do this, no. And it doesn't make any sense. But there we go. So, regardless of the rules, we soldier on, we take care, we take money. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.